Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today, I'm joined by Kaleem, Christian, Gunnar, and Kim to discuss the topic of how to develop talent. Before we delve deeper into the topic, as always, let's work our way around the room with some introductions. Kaleem, over to you. Yeah, thank you, Sam. Thank you for giving me another opportunity to be part of the, the podcast. Uh, my name is Kaleem Mullah, and I'm a senior, senior engineering manager at MAS. I have around uh, 18 plus years of experience uh, as a full-stack developer. And uh, the recent past, like six, seven years, I've been doing managing a lot of projects. And I've been always thinking about this topic, like how best is it that we can develop talent and what does it entail? Uh, why is it enough with just like let them grow or is there more to it? And I would love to hear more of it uh, from other part, other people around as well. Thank you. Thanks, Kaleem, and, and I'd like to make all the listeners aware. Kaleem was the one who came up with this topic today, uh, so it's a big passion of his, and uh, the other guys are here to to add all their fantastic experience and value. Christian, we're coming to you next. Tell us a bit. Oh, full pressure. Well, uh, impressive. If you can't see the 18 years of experience in you, Kaleem, you have to share the secret. Um, well, similarly, um, my, yeah, my name is Christian. Uh, that's not similarly, but similarly to Kaleem, I have a software engineering background. And I've been, um, just to focus on recent years, um, have been in the leadership, but um, prior to that, uh, all kinds of areas. Uh, currently, I'm representing STC, uh, which is a banking conglomerate, full service IT provider. And I'm an engineering manager, engineering manager there as well. Um, hint, hint, we are hiring and looking for uh, talent. So it's a very on topic. But other than that, uh, I find the, the topic super in, intriguing and um, also big thanks uh, from me for being on this uh, podcast again. Uh, first one in 2023, but uh, finished off with a killer one in, in the last year. And uh, I ha- I'm really looking forward to the discussion here. Excellent. Yeah, Christian's been on podcast a number of times and, and definitely knows his way around and, and so that's some great value. Thank you for that. Gunnar, we'll come in over to you. Tell us a bit more about yourself. Yeah, my name is uh, Gunnar Hermansen. I've only been on the podcast once before, but I loved it. Uh, so I'm really glad to be here again. Thank you. And also love the topic that uh, Kaleem has uh, chosen for us. Good topic. Um, I have uh, people in uh, Reading here in Copenhagen and Barcelona, Singapore and Hong Kong. And development of these people is always something that is very important to, to get them to grow in the role uh, or towards other positions. Um, so growth uh, is on how to do, develop talents is, is super important. So I'm, I'm really glad to be uh, on this podcast. Thank you for that. And I'm glad you loved the, the first one. Let's make on this one just as good. And last, but no means least, Kim, over to you. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for having me. And uh, thank you, Kaleem, for the great topic. It's uh, going to be nice to talk about developing talents. Uh, my name is Kim Wienicke, and I'm the head of tech development at Widerway Group. We have five autonomous uh, product squads and, and I, I try to, to manage uh, the engineers and, and I try to develop the talents, of course. So so obviously that's that's near and dear to me. Um, and if you don't know uh, Widerway Group, then uh, uh, we're uh, selling domestic appliances uh, through our retail chain Scotland and uh, online where we try to create a, a great customer experience uh, both in the in the retail chains and, and online. Um, and of course, I'm passionate about developing talent because unleashing the potential of our employees, uh, well, it benefits Widerway Group, but it also benefits the employees themselves. And and I think today 
in order to keep talent and retain them, uh, we need to focus on on how to support the growth. And that right away we 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 try to try to be a place that that fosters this. So thank you. Fantastic, and yeah, thank you for that, Kim. Hi everyone, this is Chris Bennett here, the Nordics Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Now we've established a context of each of you, let's move on to the topic in focus. You have a question or a statement around how to develop talent, and we'll work around the room and pose your questions to each of the individuals, and so they each have an opportunity to give their value on experience on this situation. I do believe we're starting with Kaleem's question, which is, Around talent development, what does it entail? Is it enough with increasing talent skills or are there other skills too? Kaleem, I'm going to come to you to give some context before we pass over to, to Kim and the rest of the guys. Yeah, thank you, uh, Sam. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I think talent, uh, developing talent is a broad term and I really, really want to understand that what is it that actually requires to develop the talent? Is it only like developing their technical skill? or their ability to work in an organization or in a team, or their mentality to grow as well, or not only on the technical side, but as a, as a, as a human being as well, so that uh, they can be part of the of the larger team as well as de- deliver to the value uh, and to, to the to the to their uh, to their level that they we expect from them as well. So, so what does it entails? Should we focus only on technical side or should we only ask them to do uh, different certifications or should we also give them the, the, the safe environment and the ability to, to discuss uh, and uh, to brainstorm as well? What is it? I, I have tried a lot of different things, but I really would love to hear from you guys. What is it that makes sense for you that we can use in our teams to ensure that we can retain them, we can make sure that they grow, both for the team and themselves, of course, and and uh, and also be, uh, that they, they are a good part of the team in the end. Thank you. Fantastic. Kim, I believe we're going to come to you first on this one. Yeah, well, <clears throat> thank you for the wonderful uh, question, Kaleem. And uh, I, I, I think you already uh, know the, the answer, whether it's yes or no, but obviously it's, it's, it's no. I think it's kind of a loaded question, and that's, that's wonderful. Um, I've been doing a lot of, lot of recruiting lately, um, and I find that we are saying no to more people uh, because of their soft skills and, 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 and uh, their um, uh, attitudes uh, that we are when it comes to the skills, because we kind of think that the skill part we can we can develop, um, but there needs to be like a, a cultural fit uh, or or some experience working the way we work, and I think that's because we know that it's going to be more difficult to get somebody to fit into our culture that's not that's not a a, a direct fit. 
So I think it's super, super important that you have these soft skills and and you have the business understanding and, and you understand, you know, uh, ways of working in, in the company you're, you're in. Um, but um, but I also think it's probably the most difficult part to uh, to develop. Uh, it's it's not impossible, but it takes more. It takes more time. It's it's easy to to um, to put a development goal for someone to be better at JavaScript and then they take a course online or something. But the but in order to to be better at you know communicating with your colleagues or mentoring uh, others or coming up with better business ideas, understanding the domains better. That's that's more more difficult. But I think very important. So how do we do that? Well, um, I, I do it in the same uh, uh, cadence as I, I do my, my normal development uh, talks with my employees. Uh, I, I give them feedback and we try to foster a culture where feedback is, is something positive that, that we can learn from. So they get feedback on their skill levels and their ability to deliver as well as on their attitudes and, and their soft skills. And then um, that that way we try to to say it's it's not only you know how much code you can deliver, how many story points, or how many features, but also uh, you know how much are you contributing when the team tries to find uh, solutions to difficult problems, and and how much time well how how successful are you in helping more junior engineers uh, grow. So I, I I guess that would be how how I try to to develop that side. Does that make sense, Kaleem? Yeah, I think so. It's a, it's a very good point that you have come in. Really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, Kim. Christian, the buck passes over to you. What have you got to say for Kaleem's question? Yeah, well, um, similar to to Kim, I uh, I agree. Uh, the 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 answer lies within the question somehow. Um, well, I guess uh, additionally to what Kim already elaborated on, uh, because I, I completely agree, um, it's really of, um, well, you have to think about the entire journey. Uh, you probably start um, or you want to start to establish early on uh, a learning culture when, when it comes to the onboarding. So it's very important to get the right talent in from the beginning who have the, who have the open mindset, who, uh, who think of, of um, strive for more and, and, and are hungry and that you encourage that from the beginning. Um, and, and yeah, training is absolutely not only about, uh, about the hard skills, uh, because you can learn that some of them you come with already, um, before you join, some of them you can acquire, um, nevertheless, uh, soft skills training is uh, underrated. Um, I read, uh, some stats that the uh, 89% of new hires fail within their first 18 months, um, due to difficulties in communication um not getting the culture right not having the right support and i find that number staggering um so i think it is crucial that you as a manager are paying attention and give the right guidance uh, 18 months is also a really long time right usually we are just, just focus on the first three months maybe and then we let sort of go uh, in the onboarding program or when it comes to an onboarding program but obviously um, it takes a longer time to be fully onboarded and um, in these changing times, it's uh, it's important that you 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 give this guidance. So as Kim, as, uh, Kim said, um, you need to have an ongoing one-on-one -on -one or or a dialogue where you where you um, encourage trust and uh, transparency in the communication. Um, and then there are two other 
uh, to my heart, very close aspects. One of them is pretty much uh, bridging the digital skill gap. So that's looking at, uh, in some organizations like ours, admittedly, um, we have some people who've been around for some, some years. Um, they might have a hard time to adapt to, uh, to changing technology, to changing demands in, in the market, right? Um, so you need to be able to, to onboard those people on the new trends which are ongoing um and uh, and and that goes like from modern technologies like in communication like uh teams which we're using right now or um or other things like the hr way which basically encourages um to to merge business needs with 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 the tech skills um so so i think that is, is super important and then um i sort of mentioned it but inclusivity super important uh, create this and foster the sense of belonging. Uh, make sure that uh, that you get everybody on board in your team. Uh, and uh, and with that, of course, this is also a very much a cultural thing in the company that you need to have and hopefully have. Um, but it gives uh, provides uh, um, health in the company, hopefully, that um, that is then um, striving towards uh, further innovation. Um, yeah, I guess. Oh, and maybe last one at least coming out of the pandemic, super important. Uh, well-being. Eighty percent of uh, HR leaders these days have a top priority around uh, stress management. Um, that's also a skill that we need to train, that we need to develop, and uh, it's part of the uh, of the package, I would say. So Gunnar, what do you have to add? <laughs> so I I would say that. Uh... Your last point about stress and, and well-being is super important. Um, having employees that are happy is is a key factor for them to also to expand, grow, and learn. Um, and I think that also, and that goes back to Kim's point, that at the hiring, um, if we look at things that are hard to develop, that's integrity, optimism, compassion, service orientation, work ethic, things like that, where technical skills, communication skills, time management, conflict management, that's things that we can easily develop. So if if we have these kind of, if we find someone with these easy to develop things and all the hard things in place, then we can, then we can build on all these easy things. Um, I, I tend to say that I, when I'm looking for someone from my team, I want to have someone who sleeps with a server under his bed or her bed, and instead of paintings, they have a whiteboard. Um, not literally, but the mindset, because they're curious, they want to learn, so they have these skills in place. I just have to fill in knowledge. Um, that That's very important. And then... Um, of course, well-being on the team is super important. I actually, I actually forgot one point. I'm sorry for that. Mm. Just, a, uh, just an afterthought. Uh, I hope you don't mind. Um, so, um, if you look at your talent pipeline, which you hopefully have, then you also want to uh, develop your future leaders, right? And your current leaders, of course, as well. So uh, that is a that is a crucial part too. I completely agree in that because like if, if you look at how many skills you have and if somebody suddenly gets sick or leave the company, um, then you don't want to have this like skill burn. You want to plan ahead so you can kind of not stress the team, those who has left back. So 
kind of looking at what skills you have and how much experience you have, then you can build up towards losing someone, either that they grow on in the organization to another team or they leave, get sick or something. Uh, I would also like to add the la- to the last part that uh, you said, that we have to ensure that when we leave, there is somebody to take over, right? And we should also build it or uh, make the talent to grow in a way that everybody can take over if somebody leaves or somebody gets sick or whatever happened. There are a lot of things that can happen. So we have to make sure that we are improving and growing the talent in a way that they can take over and they can be the leaders of tomorrow as well. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's always this fear that, you know, if I if I develop this guy, he's gonna gonna take my job. But I I, I always think of it the other way around. Mm-hmm. You know, I I wanna I wanna create the guy that that takes my job because my experience just tells me that you know you're sitting in these management groups and you know somebody says oh we also have this problem or this issue and everybody's like they have enough to do but you want to be the guy who has a second that can take over for you so that you are available to say you know that new project I think I can run it on the side or you know I think I can uh, I can be interim on that position because then you're showing uh, that you have the the extra capacity right so so I I think it's 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 a it's a nice thing to to uh, to get away from that thing about fearing somebody else taking the, the job but rather you know if, if 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 you get into a position where somebody can take your job that's a good thing i totally agree it's a it's maybe a little bit off topic but i think uh it is super important that that uh that you as a leader um also stay hungry and want to learn develop right and if you can if you can bring your next jedi uh uh, up from your uprising, I think that is a really good life achievement in general. Um, yeah, yeah we once got to move on anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So also, if if um, oh, I lost it there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All these brilliant thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know if it comes back, kind of. We can we can revisit. Fantastic. Well, Gleam, have you got anything to add to what the guys have said uh, to kind of round off your question? No, I think uh, they have put it uh, in uh, in a very good place, and uh, I have got a lot of inputs uh, from both uh, Kim Christian and uh, all of you guys. And I look forward to actually hoping that we can implement these inputs into our teams and uh, make sure that they they grow. Because as Kim put it in a very good place, I'm happy to have have someone take over my place as long as we can develop a team that is growing, that have a growth mental mindset. And uh, they are the leaders and the takers of the future as well. That's a perfect se- segue. Yeah, perfect segue onto Kim's question as well, um, which is next. Is He's posing to everyone, how can we develop talent by fostering the idea of a growth mindset and building a safe culture of feedback? Kim, I'll hand it over to you to give us some context. Yeah, thank you. Well, uh, when Colleen posed the question, it got me thinking, you know, what do uh, what does it take to to develop talent and and some of the first things i thought was you know it's not just about uh, going to conferences or taking courses it's about being at a place where you can learn something so so what are the fundamental things that need to be in place for for somebody to develop well uh, i think christian mentioned it as well you need to to feel safe um and you also need to believe that you actually can develop so that brought that brought me to think about the, the whole idea of a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. So just trying to foster the idea on your employees that 
you know, somebody else might be better than them or, or they might not be good at something, but that's temporary. That's something they can change. It, it takes, uh, it takes, uh, grit to change something, but that you can change pretty much anything. So, so I think that's like a fundamental thing to try to, to create, um, an understanding that, that, you know, of a, of a growth mindset where you believe that you can grow. And, and then the other thing is something about feedback. I was thinking that, you know, in order to grow, if it's not a, a training course you take online or something, then it's, it's probably learning from your, your actions and what you're doing every day. And, and it's my opinion that that learning is accelerated when you have a good uh, feedback culture. So I'd, I'd love to hear uh, from, from the, the team, um, and the other guys here, how they, um, how they create that feeling of of you know believing that everybody can grow and 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 creating a feedback culture where where people are are, are open to uh, to developing and 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 comfortable, uh, you know, taking a step outside of their comfort zone without uh, being afraid. Excellent, thank you, Kim. Christian, we're coming to you first for this one. Yeah, um, thank you. Um, there was a, there was an in-depth introduction or I think, uh, it's a difficult one to, to answer that straight. Um, I think I maybe want to take a step back and say like, well, what I try to do in this, uh, process wise. And it, it, for me, it starts with identifying somehow the skill gap here, um, to see what is missing. And we elaborated on that earlier. Um, it could be both on the soft skill side, right? Sometimes you have a really strong engineer. Uh, if it's within engineering, obviously, um, but the communication is is lacking, uh, and and that's often oftentimes within engineers um, something that um, isn't doesn't come natural. Um, so so and, and it's something myself. I I'm, I constantly try to improve on that part because it is, it is a difficult one on the communication side. So just as a little example, um, so I help help to identify. Um, what, what skills are missing really, and then um, figure out together with um, in, in 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 those conversations you have um, what really drives what really drives them. Um, so I I uh, I try to have establish early on a level of trust to uh, to bond and to have these open conversations um, where um, where I strive towards a, a collaborative approach. So that we set uh, clearly defined goals and objectives together, and um, and and set uh, long-term career goals as a foundation, um, but then also break it down to something that is uh, also short-term achievable, and uh, and in regards to the company, what can you can you provide? I think it's really good if you have some sort of a um, learning management system at hand as a manager that can help you as well as a guidance. There are of course also external systems, uh, LinkedIn learning and, and so, um, where, where there's a wide variety of courses, uh, we probably all know, at least if you've been in a, in a larger, uh, corp that you have to do these, uh, mandatory GDPR training courses. Right. And, and I think that's actually a really good stepping stone. It's a bit of annoyance oftentimes because they uh, tend to be quite tedious and boring. <laughs> Um, but there are nice ways to, uh, these days, I think to, to find good tools that, that can help you, uh, um, um, to, 
leverage those uh, that content and, and we can actually from an engineering perspective or from a team building perspective and career uh, coaching um, perspective leverage these tools as well um, to to provide content ourselves um, which which then should also help um, in uh, having these conversations um, with 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 you on, on your one-on-ones um, for example um, so I'm not quite sure if I completely had to hit the no uh, the nail here with with answering but I, but I think it's it's sort of like in the process where you where you really gain gain the trust and and, and openness and then uh, work together um, that that I think you you get moving. Thank you, Christian. Uh, it's um, I, I I agree. You know, you need to to set some goals for the the development of the of the employees uh, for sure. And and uh, it's always been a pet peeve of me because you know then you ask somebody why do you see yourself in five years and they say well I want to be a bus driver. Like, what do you do then, right? So you got to frame the question. So you got to say, um, how do you see yourself adding value at Wideway Group in five years, right? So then you you get them to thinking about how can they add value in the company they're in instead of, you know, getting them to think about, I want to learn uh, React or, or I want to be a better communicator. So try to find the intersection between what do we need as a company and, and, and where do they want to evolve because... We cannot help them become better at the at clean and jerk. They have to do that in the gym, right? We we, we can help them become better at things that that make them add more value. Uh, so 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 I I agree. A lot of that happens around those one on ones and then setting those those goals, but also adjusting them along the way because like nothing's indefinite, right? So thanks, yeah. Christian. Yeah, thank you. And, and and I just want to add to that. Uh, obviously, I think it's also a little bit of putting things into perspective uh, because you can. Um, so let's say you want to be the bus driver. You also then you can see. Okay, well, what skills do you need to be a bus driver? Uh, it can be communication. Okay, well, you can learn on that while you're still in right away. It might be your long-term plan that you want to be the bus driver. Uh, but part of that is to uh, to navigate uh, 50 people safely from A to B. Uh, how can you apply that to the project? Um, so you you can you can bring it back to your own environment as well, I think. Um, and 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 maybe another part is also uh, maybe not if you want to be a dress driver, but generally I think there's a lot to be learned in, by making mistakes and have this uh, safety net. So it's uh, embrace a culture of safety that it's it's okay to make mistakes because there's a lot of learning to be gained and so to be too supportive in that area. Definitely. Thank you for that one, Christian and Kim. Gonna. Um, what are your thoughts on Kim's question? Yeah, I think the key word in his in his question is the word safe. Um, that's crazy important that people feel safe and that you also have an openness about how things are so an employee can feel safe when they're going to tell you that um, I want to be a bus driver or something that is outside the scope of what you have in your team to offer them. Um, that helps you to plan for getting acquired the skills that you need when that person is going to be a boss driver. So that's that's really important not to have a taboo around career paths, even though it takes the person out of the company. I think that's very important. That also gives you the chance to, to keep the person in the company if maybe not for boss driver, but many other uh, titles. Then, then you have a chance to keep them in the company. So 
not having any kind of taboos when you when you talk with the employees and then also having like the real conversations around why they want this course or why they're not getting something done so you can dig into what skills they actually need uh, if you look at someone not doing some specific task it might not be because that person can't do that task but it maybe they need a, a time management course in instead of a course in that kind of task so to, to get to that point where you realize that you need to talk with the people you need to kind of have a partnership with them um to make a, a learning plan and and then things with christian is i said that this should be safe to fail um i always tell my team that a first time failure doesn't exist because that's a learning experience that's super important for them to understand that it's okay to fail because we're only human and if you don't fail, then you you haven't tried enough crazy stuff. Uh, you have to fail sometime. I hope that gives you uh, input, Kim. No, I think that's brilliant, and I I really like you know the last part where where both you and Christian are moving to, you know towards this whole thing about you know failures being okay and and having a safe environment be because it might it might sound a little uh, hippie uh, like that. I I honestly believe that. Uh, Everybody wants to, you know, become better and do a good job. It, nobody goes to work and says, I, I want to be an asshole or I want to not deliver, you know. Yeah. Everybody wants to, to, to do well. So so we as managers just want, need to create the environment where they they uh, are able to um, <clears throat> to take some chances and, 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 and uh, without being afraid of the consequences you know, so that they can be inspire and so that we can challenge them and they are willing to accept the challenges because they know that we see the failures as learning experiences at least the first couple of ones right gonna yeah <laughs> exactly right. we don't want to see thank you very much guys yeah yeah but thank thanks. you very much guys that was really good feedback thanks I think you started something here, Kim, as well everyone's mentioned bus drivers since you have as well so I don't know how we got onto that um Kaleem, uh, over to yourself uh, for your input on, on Kim's question. Yeah, well, I think uh, Kirsten and uh, Connor, uh, together with Kim, have covered a lot of things that I really wanted to say. Uh, safety, yeah, uh, feeling safe, uh, giving them the opportunity uh, to express their feelings, uh, giving them the place to feel that they have the things that they require to develop, to innovate, to fail and feel the, the, that failure is not a, a failure, it's a learning, of course, uh, and also guide them through, like how to make sure that uh, you go and re achieve the goal that you be have set up together or you have set up together for yourself. Uh, that will help them actually understand that it's not good enough. Me, myself, coming from a company when I started, for it was a, a company where, where it was a fixed growth mindset where uh, everybody thought, or the people that worked, thought they were, they had all the talent and they can do uh, all the things. That company will stop working after like, I think five, six years. And there are a lot of other things that the companies that we know of, where people uh, have been able to grow and uh, feel safe and uh, express and innovate. We can see that where they are going. We have a lot of examples. I don't need to come with an example. So for me, core to my heart is actually to provide them the opportunity to do their best, let them understand the value of growth, both for themselves 
as well as uh, for the company uh, and providing them the coaching and the way forward is where we can put that growth mindset for your team. I'm trying to put that in my team. Uh, I'm not going to say that it works every time, but uh, it's not like a, a magic trick that can happen from one day to another. It takes time and be patient about it as well because it will not work uh, as fast as we expect it to, but it will take time and people will start understanding the concept of the growth mindset and uh, then they will develop and they will grow and they will make sure that uh, they produce the value that they are being hired for, both for themselves as well for the company. Fantastic. Thank you, Gilly. Yeah. Kim, over to you. Hansi, have you got an answer to your own question on a kind of bouncing? Yeah, off? yeah. I mean, I, I, th I think that's, uh, I think that's great, uh, great input, guys. And and uh, just, uh, I mean, I think I, I already uh, uh, um, talked about the uh, Gordon Christensen reply. But Kaleem, you you said one thing. Uh, well, you rounded it up so perfectly. But other than that, you you said one thing. Guide them. I think that's uh, that's something I, I I might have missed a little bit. But that's that's really. You know, you can lead somebody by being in front or you can be behind pushing them, but you can also be on the side guiding them. And I think especially for for engineers going from, you know, going to the senior level, I see a lot of them having too many tasks because they are mentoring new people and they are getting management tasks and they still believe they can do the same amount of work, work uh, you know, engineering work. And then, and then you need to... Uh, I think what uh, one of you mentioned the uh, uh, personal management uh, course as well. You know, yeah, like teaching them these skills of uh, how to prioritize and uh, you know to do lists and all of this stuff that you know when you have twenty years of experience, it's second nature. But but somebody uh, with five years of experience might not be good at this time management stuff. And this so guiding them in in growing and finding a new role, I think that's that's uh, that was a good point as well, uh, Kaleem. So all in all, brilliant uh, replies, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for that fantastic question as well, Kim. Uh, next, I believe we're moving on to Christian's, um, and he's kind of kind of flipped it on its head a bit. And we've just spoke about talking about a, a safe culture, guys. It's a safe culture on this podcast. So, have you ever missed out on talent? You know, by developing or not developing it, should I say, ignoring something else? And what would you have done differently in hindsight? Christian, over to you for some context. Yeah, well, it's hard to give uh, give context to the question, I think. Uh, but um, so I, I was thinking, okay, when I when, when we brought up the question, and uh, it was would go prob probably very much straightforward how to develop, develop talent. But I'm also thinking, hey, we have this uh, amazing pa ta panel of uh, highly skilled uh, with managers, and I'm super curious to learn from your experience. And the, as we elaborated, there's a lot in the past, right? We've all started up. Uh, looking back, made some made some early mistakes, and uh, from a podcast perspective, I think that's a lot of entertaining uh, to hear from from you guys' experience. So uh, that was really my main trigger point here. I did like, what have have you missed out on something? It can be big and small. Um, yeah, fantastic question, Gunnar. Over to you, I believe. Uh, first up for this one, mate. Yeah, so I, I was kind of looking at that question when I when I saw it, and like. Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, I'm not sure. I probably have missed out on talents, uh, especially before I came into Intrust, where we didn't have the same kind of organization um, in in my previous uh, positions. 
or when we're in small companies, um, in interest is very structured. We have clear goals. We have like a set table for when we have conversations and meetings. And I think I clearly have missed out on talent before that. Um, I was not a structured. So yes, I probably have. I can't pinpoint which talent I've missed out on. However, <laughs> that's quite difficult. Um, I think that we, we mentioned this before uh, with, with clear goals, super important. And my team has, we have tools like uh, Udemy um, for, for, for courses. So they have to take two technical courses. They have to take one soft course. Um, in small companies, we didn't have that. So I didn't have the conversations and we had a little taboo on around when people want to, to do something else. So clearly I've must have missed out on something. Thank you. Kaleem, over to yourself. Yeah, yeah well, I, I think I do have to be honest. I have uh, missed out, uh, both I would say on hiring as well as on uh, someone that was part of my team. But one one of the bigger reasons that uh, I think that uh, me not being uh, able to provide them the uh, the place or the expectation, we were not able to align the expectations that we had, he had towards me and the team. And uh, I think that at that time, we did not have also the, the tools at my disposal to actually provide him that opportunity to actually grow and uh, the, the things that he wanted to do. Uh, but I think that is where I actually started to learn that, okay, how do we retain and I will make sure that people do not leave the company or uh, we do not miss that kind of a talent who or she, he or she is very technically strong, but they have need to actually grow and they have need to do something else. They need to express their feeling and they need to innovate. And that opportunity, if not provided, they will actually in that leave the company. So how do you do things that make them stay? Like how we can do it. And that is where I started to talk a lot about uh, how do we uh, let people express, uh, how do we, do we let people innovate, how do we let them uh, uh, brainstorm, and how, how do we actually make sure that when they come to work, they actually feel happy that they are going to a work where they their their opinions mean uh, some value to the to the company as well as to the manager and to the team because i think majority of the people that i think i have lost or that is because they didn't feel the worth uh, because they did not get the opportunity because they did not get value out of what they were providing and uh, there will be like there were, were reasons uh, for not able to provide him or her that opportunity, but I learned a lot from that, and I'm future. I'm, I'm that is what I'm trying to do is that uh, try to learn from them as well. Try to make them feel comfortable. Then try to feel them have the basic needs developed uh, and feel safe. The only thing I can say is that we can learn from those things that we have done in the past and move on and uh, do better the next time round. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Kaleem. Kim, over to you. Yes, good point. Um, it's it is a very difficult question. Um, I was uh, gonna tell you guys about uh, somebody who left uh, because uh, somebody else was difficult to work with. Um, 
and uh, the story was gonna be uh, i should have acted quicker on the one that was difficult to work with but now i'm uh, thinking uh, did i lose out on talent with the one that was difficult to work with <laughs> um so <laughs> um, it's a chicken and egg situation isn't it yeah 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 exactly so uh, first of all i think it's my experience well you guys have said a lot about you know feeling uh, the you know being able to put both the right challenges and, and so on so i'm not gonna go into that i would rather say something more about that whole um i don't want to say any safety but you know being a good team and working together and and i think if if, if somebody isn't a fit or or if there's a conflict I, I think it's super important to act really, really quickly because um, every time uh, something like that comes up, uh, it's almost too late when you act because uh, you don't like conflicts uh, and issues. Uh, so I think, uh, but when issues uh, have the time to brew, they become bigger and, and then you end up losing uh, talent because uh, uh, they see that you don't do anything about the issues. So, so I think to me, it's about having a really close, uh, relationship with your, your employees, uh, so that, uh, they can, can open up and tell you when something bothers them. And then if you hear the same thing from more than one person, then, then you need to, to act on it quickly because it's, it's not gonna go away on its own. Now, acting on it doesn't necessarily mean that you as a manager need to go down and, and tell somebody something or, or do something. It might mean that you give them a coaching session and, and help them go back and fix the problem themselves, but at least you can't leave it and, and expect it to, to fix itself. And I, I lost a very senior guy, yeah. and I, I really thought that that he that this problem had gone away and he'd fixed it himself because he was smiling and happy and everything. But uh, he was smiling and happy all until the day when he put in this resignation. So uh, that, that really, uh, that gave me something to think about. That uh, that even the ones we feel like, uh, this is my right-hand guy or, 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 or this is my most senior best guy and I'm always telling him he's good and he's great and all of this. We still need to, to make sure that, that we know what's going on every day. And nothing bothers them too much. That makes sense. Am I babbling? No, no, makes totally sense. Makes totally sense. Right. Uh, Very good point. Thank you. I guess I I have to finish it off right, right uh, Sam. So uh, I I see this is the part of my question which I was most afraid of of <laughs> having to answer it myself. <laughs> well, um, uh, but to be honest, I think um, I would chip into uh, Kaleem's answer um, very much and uh, and maybe. Um, maybe shake it up with with some what uh, what Kim said here so um from my own experience um yeah admittedly lost talent um mainly in the hiring process um i've been working a lot in the past uh a couple of years uh well we in my pre at my previous employment um we had a pretty high growth rate uh been hiring a lot um worked a lot on on establishing a, a good hiring pipeline and uh let's even call it a culture on that uh to make uh, to set clear goals uh, on on the hiring and and be uh, top of top of the class um so we get a good candidate experience um and obviously that was through some refinement in that process we lost some good candidates uh which bothers me 
um, because I could see how they could really have made some good impact. Other than that, um, this is where Kim's answer comes in. Um, lost a lot of people in the past due to toxic work environment. Um, and I think that's uh, something that is really, really underrated. Now, uh, for my own safety, I can thankfully say that it was me who was in charge. <laughs> I was just one of the ball players. Um, nevertheless, and I actually uh, honestly think that I tried to contribute as much as possible in the given situation uh, or situations because it occurred more than once, um, sadly, um, to, to create a nice work environment. Um, so I think we all are part of that, right? Even though we are managers, we have peers. Uh, we have bosses, our bosses have bosses. Even if you're at the CEO, you have a board where you have to uh, answer to. So um, we are always part of a team, right? And and so this having this team mentality and team mindset and uh, collaborative uh, effort, I think is, is super important. And I think if we have fun at work, uh, that hopefully affects um, others, our team and our peers. Um, so coming back to the topic of, of a tox toxic work environment, I think that is really dangerous and um, and should definitely be uh, prioritized. Uh, obviously, always the individual one because there can be uh, numerous reasons for that. Um, but um, but I think it's it's uh, it's an important topic to focus on. Now the question is, did I answer my own question? I, I leave that up to you <laughs> to answer. That's up to the listeners. I think that one, Christian. <laughs> But no, thank you very much, guys, for um, and Christian, of course, for that fantastic question. And now we move on to Gunners, last but definitely not least. Um, I love the love the question. How do you get your team to train? Going to come to Gunner for a bit more context around um, quite an ambiguous question, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. So, so one of the ways to get people to grow is, of course, to get them to train some skills. And I mentioned earlier that here at Entrust we have Udemy. Uh, for the team and, and they can use it like a Netflix, basically, uh, consume as much as you can. And they get the goals like two technical and, and one soft course of own choice for each, each year. And some of them, they just jump right on it. And then there's other that kind of needs motivation. So it's like the, the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. And I have a few ideas on how to push them and and motivate them and uh, get them rocking but i i'm always <laughs> fully yes for for other ideas so i would love to hear what what you guys do to get people to train well we've come full circle with that Kaleem, over to you yeah thank you but uh, well i think it's a very good question like how to make people actually start learning and how, how to, to to train them how to make them sure ensure that they're learning and they're developing as well what i have been doing now is in my team is that uh, we started by doing some surveys around uh, with the, in the team to, to figure out what exactly is it that they are missing and what they want to do and we got a very very exciting responses with different people had different ideas on how to how to actually make them learn for example, there was someone who actually came up with an idea of like creating hackathons. And we had a hackathons based on mask based like the whole company was doing. But he's, he said that we should be doing more hackathons within the team so that they can actually start doing something and learn something new. 
and that has has actually helped a lot uh, of the team members and certainly the engagement with the with the these oreali and otomies and all that has started to increase and we can i can see myself that the guys have started to come in and say okay we want to do this course or we want to do this course can i get an approval for that before that it was a thing that i needed to go and ask them okay what shouldn't we do something should we learn something that is uh, but this hackathon that also helped uh, people to actually uh, start to learn and uh, think that okay we don't need to get stuck with one technology we need to grow and we need to to learn new technologies and then there was a lot of silos in my team as well in the start and this hackathon has helped people from front end to going to back end or back end to going to front end learning around and devops and all that it's making a more like a, a cross functional team uh, so this is a, something i use i don't know how effective i think it was very effective to my view but i don't know what do you guys think about it thank you for the feedback i think that asking the team always good uh love it um tagaton that might work Love to hear what your rest of you have to say, Martin. Yeah, yeah, I can go next. Um, um, yeah, so I think I think you always have to start with the why. Why are we doing this, right? Um, and 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 so to give a little bit of context, overall, uh, learning leads to happier people. You want to be happy at work, right? You you want to generally be happy at life, uh, but you want to have a have that company culture where people feel actually. Uh, entitled and motivated and happy good when they go to work right so um according to studies 71 percent of the u.s workers uh, are having increased uh, job satisfaction um when there is a uh, training and development provided to them um and and 76 percent feel greater sense of purpose so i think this giving the context of that is 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 really good because you want to have this um sense of belonging um and equally so, we talked previously. We talked about the onboarding experience. Well, 29% um, of employees choose the current employer because, or, or based on their uh, learning and development uh, offerings. So I think these are interesting numbers. Um, and 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 why do you doing this? Because you are fostering resilience. So we are living in in uncertain times, uh, fast changing. Uh, as I mentioned before, as well. Just coming out of the pandemic, everybody was afraid. Nobody knew what was going on. Um, if 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 you are um, having learning possibilities uh, and this is supported and encouraged in, in your job, um, there's a 54% likelihood of empl employees um, being resilient to um, professional or with professional development programs uh, provided at work um, to to face these changes, which I think is really, really good. And uh, on the contrary, it's only 10% without. So I think the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, that's, so that's why really you want to do this. Um, yeah, I, I see a lot of nodding faces, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you definitely gave a lot of good reasons to do this. This That's absolutely for certain. I didn't know the numbers. That's very interesting. Um, definitely I can great sense of them. Yeah, please share a link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can share some links in in in, in the footnotes. Maybe if you, I don't know if that's possible, uh, Sam. Uh, there's at least a, a reason to 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 visit the website or something. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Send them over, and I can uh, put them out with a post. Absolutely. Yeah, Kim, over yeah, to so yourself. Um, yeah. So when I uh, 
when I think about the the question, Gunnar, um, I I I I kind of get that you know the why can't I get them to train? It, it kind of sounds like that you know the you know you're telling somebody to do something and they don't want to do it. And my first thought is why don't they want to do it? So so I I think in in those um, cases I like to to ask you know what you know. Uh, so did you do the courses? No, I didn't do the courses. Okay, okay. Is the reason why you didn't like try to give, dive into and try to be a little uh, coachy, like get them to say, well, that's because I don't think they were relevant. Okay, well, are there other courses that could be relevant to you? Like, no, nothing's relevant to me. Okay, so, or maybe they say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. Then you, you know, you follow them into that rabbit hole and say, okay, so, so you're busy. That's why you're not training. What, what do you think will happen if you, Will, will you do you think you will be less busy in half a year? No. Do you think you'll be less busy in a year? No. Oh, okay. Well, that, will you do training in in half a year or a year? No. Okay. So what do you think will happen if you don't train? Like get them to kind of hopefully they'll get to a point where they mm. they get that understanding themselves that okay so so this is going to benefit me uh, because if you just tell them it's just going to be you know the daddy screaming at the kids it's it's not. You know, you want them to 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 get that deep understanding that okay, wait a minute, I gotta make room for this because it's actually it's actually for my own good, right? Yeah. So so one of the things I I do is I give them time in the calendar um, to go off the phones, go don't do um, support cases, and take dedicated time to to train. Um, sometimes. We, we pick one out that before they go on vacation, so the last work day before vacation, they get a dedicated day to only do knowledge space articles and training. And then the only disturbance they can get is from the other team members if they have questions for that, the cases before they leave on vacation. Um, that's some of the things I do. Um, and despite that, sometimes they skip the dedicated time and do casework because they are dedicated to what they do, of course. Um, but we do reach our goals. Uh, I think the learning, getting people skilled up is, is super important and very important for me. Um, I forgot that to, to comment on something you said, Christian, earlier that about the, the GDPR, uh, when, when uh, people get that as a super boring, so what I sometimes do with, with that kind of stuff is that when we get this new policy we have to read, I tell the, the team to read it and then on next team meeting I will make a Kahoot, a competition. Um, that's always fun. Um, and in that way, we people actually read the policy and we then find a winner. Um, that it actually is amazing how much a simple Kahoot can do to a team reading a policy. That is that boring. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. It, and, and that's also why I mentioned earlier these uh, learning management systems. There are a couple of these days out there, but I think there are a multitude of, of, of advantages. Um, Kahoot is, mm. is really, really good because it, it gives this um, gameplay feeling and and it's just mm. a lot more encouraging and um, interactive way of um, applying knowledge, um, which makes it fun, uh, right? This gamification where you get a little bit of a token uh, is super good. And then, and, and then the hidden benefit of that for you as a manager is looking at the, at the data, right? 
everything what we talked about here, and I, at that point I, I came to think about it and then always forgot in in the, going down this road here is is we obviously want to measure what we're doing too. Um, having a, a, a tool for that helps us measuring and then else actually look at, hey, how many people have done the GDPR training or the security training, right? Um, and then you know explicitly who you want to nudge, but you can also go into the fail rate and see, okay, where are the difficulties? Because um, actually thinking again, back to your question, there are different ways of learning this. And some people mm. prefer um, video training. Some people are uh, learning through peer-to-peer. Uh, um, so sitting next to them, um, some people uh, prefer uh, on the job, just get their hands dirty right away, right? Um, so different people have different ways of, of, of doing it. Um, and uh, and especially now when a lot of us have distributed teams, uh, um, you want to have some something that you can do across time zones, across locations, and, and still provide that knowledge, right? It's, it's not about handing the physical uh, book over to uh, to you anymore it's it's also being a mobile and and uh, and consume the learning when when the time is right for you because uh, somebody might acquire knowledge better in the evening and others are more effective in the morning right so there are different aspects to this as well i guess it's probably a better answer to your original question <laughs> yeah and uh, like uh, you have to like kind of customize the needs of the employees or the people to the training. Otherwise, it will be always be a boring. So we need to make sure that they have fun in it as well and they can see that it matches to their expectations and their need of growth as well. That's excellent, guys. Well, I think we'll leave it there today. Um, just looking at um, my notes here, and I just wanted to summarize a little bit, um, big focus around not just the technical skills when it comes to developing talent, but also that of the soft skills. Uh, Kim made a good point around aligning the development needs with that of the company. Um, so we avoid being a bus driver down the line. Um, and then obviously, Kaleem touched very nicely, giving ownership and and quite nicely at the end there about having fun and having a kahoot, eh, uh, Gunnar. So yeah, this has been the Evolution Exchange podcast. I do want to take this opportunity to thank Kaleem, Christian, Gunnar and Kim uh, for all providing their insights and um, a vast experience. And I want to thank everyone for listening. If you would like to get involved in one of the upcoming podcasts, please reach out to me on LinkedIn or via email at sam.williamson at evolution-nordics.com. See you next time.